Good morning, Mercy Vineyard. I am Lee, and I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Vineyard Church. And so as we start off this morning, I want us all to say our vision statement together here at Mercy Vineyard. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's what we're about as a church, even uh, whether we're meeting in person, whether we're meeting online, no matter what the season, no matter what we're going through, our existence is to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. We're loving each other. We're loving Jesus. We're growing in Jesus. And I hope that you're growing right now in your walk with Christ. And we're going. We're serving each other as a church. We're serving our community. And uh, so that's what we're all about. And I'm just so excited to be a part of a church that is on mission, right? And so this morning what we're doing is we are starting a new two-part series on healing. And so uh, we know, like, going forward, it's so, so important that we have a conviction and unshakable belief that we have a just a foundational knowing beyond knowing that it is God's nature to heal. That uh, that's who he is. One of God's names is Jehovah Rapha. It's Rapha. It means he's the God who heals. And so it's so important that as we move into this healing series, that we, we hold tight that to that conviction that he heals. And so when we look at Jesus' ministry here on earth, what did he do? He came to inaugurate, he came to announce the kingdom of God right here. And what did Jesus do on this mission, on this uh, life vision of his to inaugurate the kingdom of God? He spent a whole lot of his public ministry healing people. And uh, that uh, that attribute of Jesus, that practice of Jesus to go around and heal people, um, really speaks loudly about the character of God and God's desire for wholeness. And so uh, there's been times in my life where I have asked God for healing and I was healed. And it was pretty awesome. Um, I, you guys have heard me tell the story before about God healing my knee, that my knee had swelled up to twice the size, that I had fluid on the knee is what the doctor told me, and it was very painful. And God completely healed that. And there were times when God took away pain in different parts of my body. There were times when God um, healed me emotionally. Uh, times when he released me from fear or confusion or depression. And then there's also been times when I've had the honor of praying for others and seeing them healed, which uh, if you have never um, prayed for somebody and seen them healed, just, just keep praying for people until someone gets healed. Just keep doing it. <laughs> Even if, 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 it, if, if you have to pray for 100 people before you see somebody get healed, um, just keep doing it. It's amazing. So there's just times when, you know, it's like the kingdom breaks through. And then at times where it's like the kingdom seems just shut and just closed, you know. And uh, 
I'm sure you've been there too. There's times where it seems like, you know, you encounter God as this loving, caring father, and he's just ready to reach out and heal and restore you. And then there are times when you wonder, does God even really care? And uh, it seems to run that whole spectrum of experiences in the area of healing. And so the the need for healing, you know, pain and suffering and the need for healing can sometimes when especially when we don't experience healing it can drive us towards some some pretty harsh assumptions about god you know it's funny sometimes it's like when god takes our the burdens off our shoulders and he saves us and we talk about how awesome he is and we love god and he's this wonderful loving father and then uh and then we'll make assumptions about god at the other end of the spectrum when he doesn't answer our prayers right it can really shake our faith when it doesn't come, when the healing doesn't come, especially when it doesn't come as we hoped it would. It's important to understand um, that God's love for us is far, far greater than what we can imagine, right? God's love for us isn't measured by whether or not the kingdom breaks through and we experience a healing. That should, that should never be a metric for measuring God's love for us. And I, I feel like somebody really needs to hear that this morning. You know, you've been kind of using, oh, you know, God hasn't answered my prayer, or God hasn't healed me, or, you know, he hasn't restored my family yet, or he hasn't restored my emotions yet, or he hasn't healed this illness yet. Or, I've been praying for a relative, I've been praying for a child, and it's not happening. Uh, therefore, God must not be a, must not be good, or therefore God must not love me. Don't use that as a metric for God's love, and uh, hopefully that you're not, um, because He loves us more than we can imagine, and His desire for us is healing and restoration. So, uh, what can Scripture tell us about experiencing God's healing? That's what I want to talk about today, and I think it's really important. And hopefully, if you need healing today, um, you're going to get a revelation on this. You're going to get greater insight on this. We're going to talk about that. First, let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we thank you. We thank you that your desire is to heal. And God, I ask that today you would give us a greater perspective on this area of healing. And Lord, I pray for every person needing a healing today, that you would uh, open their, their spiritual eyes to see and their ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to start off today. We're, we're going to take a look uh, at a healing scripture. It's Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. And it's a story about Jesus healing a man with leprosy. Remember we talked about leprosy last week? And we talked about how, uh, boy, you know, people stricken with leprosy, man, they, they couldn't have had it worse in that culture, in that society. Because not only were they uh, horribly ill, they were rejected and had to live outside of the city. And the people they loved, their own family members, told them that they were suffering because of sin in their lives. And so it was awful. Well, let's look at this passage. It's uh, Mark 1. Uh, 40 through 42, it says, A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, say that with me. I want you guys to say that with me. This is, we're talking about Jesus. And Jesus 
moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Awesome. Love the story. Uh, if you remember one thing today, if you remember, if you forget everything else, remember this. Accept that God's desire is for your wholeness. Accept that God's desire is for your wholeness. So important. Remember, the Father wants you well. God wants you well. We've talked about that. God's desire for you is healing. God's desire for you is, is that wellness. But he wants wholeness for you, okay? Even more than he wants the healing for you. Even more than he wants the wellness, the be, to be in good health. He wants wholeness, wholeness. So not just physical wellness, not just, you know, uh, emotional um, happiness or whatever, you know, not just those things, but all, but wholeness. God cares about all of you. He cares about every part of you. He cares about your body. He cares about your mind. God cares about your emotions. He, he cares about all of these things. Uh, in fact, uh, the Greek word for salvation, right? And we all know about salvation, right? We've encountered God's salvation. The Greek word for salvation is actually a, a word uh, called sozo. The Greek word is sozo. And what sozo, what salvation means, remember the thing that Jesus died for you to have is sozo. And sozo means complete wholeness, healing, and deliverance. So God wants not just uh, the forgiveness of your sins, which yes, he wants that, and not just for you to be healed, but he wants the whole package for you. Okay, that's what salvation is. That's what Jesus bought for you is sozo, is complete wholeness, healing, and deliverance. It means that God saves all of us. He saves all of us. It's not just, salvation is not just a passage into heaven. It is total and complete wholeness and deliverance, okay? And he wants all of us. God saves all of us. So God's desire for you is utter and complete wholeness, except that God's desire is for your wholeness. And so the next thing is that we have to understand is that God heals through many things. God heals through many things. Uh, and sometimes I think we get this expectation, right? Oh, uh, you know, I went back and I got prayer from a prayer team member and <clears throat> they uh, prayed for me, for me to be healed. But you know, I wasn't healed in that moment, so maybe it's God's will for me to not be healed. That should not be your thought at all, okay? Because God heals through many things, and that prayer can, might just be the catalyst, right? To move his hand, and he heals through many things. In Second Kings chapter 5, we see King Naaman, right? And he's asking for God's healing, and he gets upset. King Naaman, who needs healing, he gets upset when the prophet goes and tells himself to dip himself in the Jordan seven times. All right? And King Naaman's upset because his expectation was a zap. Right? 
He wanted Elijah to just wave his hand over him and make the leprosy go away. But God wanted to work in another way. God knew that uh, that the the trip to the Jordan and having King Naaman do something a little outside of his comfort zone was what was best for him. And sometimes God knows that other ways are better for us than a simple hand wave, than a simple zap. I hope you're following me here, right? God works in a lot of ways. Sometimes God works through nutrition, right? I mean, we, we live in a culture where um, there are so many diseases that are uh, brought on through obesity, and, uh, and sometimes we, we might get diabetes or, or some diet-related um, illness, and we want God to heal us and take it away, but, but we still want to eat what we want to eat and not change our diet. And, but God says, hey, no, what, what if I want to move through nutrition? Sometimes God works through medicine. That's just how he has chosen to work in that case. Sometimes he works instantly and supernaturally. Right? The, the hand wave, you know, the zap, getting zapped by God. And sometimes he, he does it gradually, supernaturally, as we walk in obedience to what he leads us to do. Sometimes he heals through drastic lifestyle changes. Okay? Sometimes he heals through just getting a little sunshine. I remember when I went through a massive depression a few years ago and begged God to take it away. Um, in that case, God uh, ended up pushing me towards a lifestyle change, getting a little more sunshine, getting a little more exercise, getting a little more vitamin D, getting a little more omega-3, right? And so those things help. God used those things to lift me out of that, to bring healing into my life. So sometimes God just uh, heals through drastic lifestyle changes that lead to greater physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Sometimes God just wants to do it with us and not for us. And I find that the more I use wisdom in caring for my body and my mind, the less I have to ask God for healing. And the more I feel like I'm just walking with God to care for my body and my mind and my emotions. Um, the thing about disease and healing that's interesting is that, you know, you can catch a disease. And, you know, we're kind of in uh, a season right now with this coronavirus, this pandemic uh, in our country and around the world. And, you know, um, if you're not careful, you can catch that, right? You can catch a disease, but you can't catch health. You have to work for health. So you can catch a disease, but you can't catch health. And so sometimes God wants us to just work for that health. Uh, he works through many things. And then the third thing is, is, and it's important to understand in our healing, that your words matter in your healing. Your words matter in your healing. This is so important. Um, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people, and I probably hear or ask the question, how are you? dozens of times a week. How are you? How are you doing? And it seems like the answer to how are you um, more than half of the time is like a negative answer. 
It's like, uh, like I'm super busy right now. I'm really tired. Or sometimes the answer is, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed. Or we go on about a particular ailment, right? Uh, some people seem to kind of like the attention they get from those negative confessions. You ever notice that? You know, some people like, you know, they give those negative confessions. I'm not feeling well. Or I got this. Or the doctor says I have that, that or whatever. And, and they always just seem to be talking about the latest ailment or the latest anguish. They're always kind of talking about the latest injustice they've suffered. Um, and it seems like that's kind of what's always coming out of their mouth. How are you? Well, you know, this happened, and you know, this person mistreated me, and this happened over here, and now I have this bill, or now I have this ailment, and the doctor said this. And, uh, and so they, they're always just making these negative confessions. They seem to like the attention they get. They seem to like the kind of pity they get. Um, and, and the problem is this. The, the problem with always conf- making these negative confessions is um, it's, it's a recipe for always going through a negative thing. Uh, our life tends to follow our words, right? What does the New Testament say? That our tongue is like a rudder that steers the ship of our lives. So if our tongue is like a rudder, our words steer the direction of our life and our health, then um, why constantly confess the aches and pains? Why try to draw attention from those things when, uh, when it's going to impact us negatively? Um, it's important that we confess what God says about us, right? And so um, it's important that we confess that we're forgiven. What a great thing to confess, how are you? I'm forgiven. I've been given new life. How are you doing? I'm healed by the blood of the Lamb. How are you doing? I'm whole. I'm walking in wholeness and experiencing God's goodness. I mean, I just, I feel like my energy elevate, elevated just now just saying those things. I feel like I got more energy from saying those things. And it's important that we, and we talk about this all the time, it's so important that we practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. What are you thankful for? Write it down. Think about it. Before you go to bed each night, just think about a couple things that you're grateful for. Whether they're things that you experienced that day or thought about them or things that you experienced days before. Practice gratitude. Tell yourself what God's word says about you. Your words matter and your words will have a massive effect on you, whether for good or or for bad. So the last thing is this. So it's, it's important, accept that God's desire is for your wholeness. Understand that God heals through many things. Uh, understand that your words matter to your healing and your wholeness. The last thing is persist. Okay, persist in pursuing your healing. Persist, don't give up. Don't be like, well, I got prayer. It didn't work. And now I'm stuck with this. You know, don't, this, this whole idea that, well, this is my lot in life, or this is my cross to bear, that's not, that's not what God wants for you. He, he wants you whole and healed, okay? There's a reason why we're all getting new bodies in eternity, perfect bodies, okay? Because God wants us to be whole and healed. 
And uh, so persist in your healing. Some healings, let me just tell you, you're going to have to fight for. You're just going to have to fight for them. Uh, it's so easy to get caught up in what our bodies are experiencing in the moment, especially if we're in pain, right? If you have a lot of pain, I grab my back right away because I've experienced a lot of back pain. And when my back is hurting so bad that I can't stand up, then, uh, you know, I'm caught up in what my body is experiencing in the moment. And I need to fight for that healing. And uh, it's, so, it's so easy to get caught up on your, your feeling in the moment, even emotional pain as well. Um, we pray, we don't see evidence of healing, we get discouraged, right? We try to take uh, self-evaluation and we think, maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe I don't have enough faith. Or maybe, maybe I have a blind spot. Some people think that too. Maybe I got a blind spot filled with sin and that's why I'm not experiencing healing. Or maybe God just doesn't love me as much as he loves the person that he healed. Um, and usually it's not so much about our faith. Because you know, it can be so discouraging when it's like, oh, maybe I don't have enough faith. And we try to create, like stir ourselves up into like a fervor almost, right? Uh, if, if, we have, if I have enough faith and we think it's all about our faith, but you know what? That's, that's not it. If you have enough faith to ask God for it, that's a mustard seed. That's enough faith. It's really more of the now and not yet of the kingdom. Sometimes the kingdom is now. Sometimes the kingdom is not yet. Sometimes the kingdom is present in healing power, right? And sometimes it's not. But persist. God wants you to persist. He doesn't want you to just kind of get discouraged and say, you know what, forget about it, or I don't have enough faith, or whatever. Persist. Luke eleven nine says to keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Don't give up, right? If you have a physical healing, don't give up. You know, keep making those lifestyle changes. Keep being grateful and speaking what the Word of God says about you. Keep doing those things. Keep confessing God's Word. Keep moving forward towards greater health and wholeness. Keep practicing gratitude. Keep asking, keep praying, keep seeking, keep knocking. Don't give up. Uh, not just in moving towards your healing, but don't give up in moving towards total wholeness. And so I hope that today, here's what I hope that today. I hope that today, if you came and you were thinking, man, I just really, um, I need healing. I want to move towards healing. Healing, 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 healing. Let me just encourage you, if you haven't picked this up yet in this message, Move towards wholeness. Keep moving towards wholeness. Total wholeness. Spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical wholeness. Don't, don't get so focused on that, that ache and that pain. Don't get so focused on that need for that, that, that healing in that part of your life that you miss the entire big picture and that you, you, you don't move and work. And I mean work because wholeness takes work and you work towards wholeness, okay? Set your intention on wholeness. And so I want to close today by praying for everyone who needs healing. And I want to encourage you, seek wholeness. Keep moving towards wholeness. Um, be intentional. 
like I said, about your physical, your mental, your spiritual well-being, about all these things, the whole of yourself. And as we pray, make this commitment that you're going to make wise health decisions, that you're going to speak life into yourself, your life and, and, and your well-being. So, all right, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person today that is uh, in need of healing. God, I pray for our mercy kids. I pray for our adults. I pray for people that just, they don't even know what Mercy Vineyard is, but they stumbled on this live stream. God, I pray that you would uh, manifest healing where they need it. I pray for every person needing emotional healing today. They're just wrestling with depression. Maybe this, uh, just sort of where we're we at with this pandemic and all those things, God, maybe it's just got them um, kind of uh, uh, weak in the area of, of having vision for their lives, and they're just having a hard time seeing past it. And God, I pray that you would fill them with hope and with vision. God, uh, I pray, Lord, for those who are struggling physically today, that you bring healing. God, I pray that you would open ears. God, for those who uh, maybe they're deaf in one ear or uh, God, or they can't see through one eye, I pray that you would open up eyes and ears now in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for uh, joint pain, people experiencing joint pain today. I ask God that you would, um, would release that, God, that are locked up. In fact, if you're listening right now, I, I, I'm just telling you, just move, move the area where you got joint pain and believe God to heal you. God, we pray that we would be a people, that the church, not just Mercy Vineyard, but the church, God, would be people who walk in healing, that walk in incredible wholeness. God, incredible wholeness. Because in you, 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 just, you make it all available, God. You make us whole. That sozo, that complete healing and deliverance and freedom. God, help us to walk in that, to walk in that. God, we love you so, so much, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.